The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to this special CSRM podcast series exploring the book Sports Outreach Fundamentals by Dr. Greg Linville. Joining Dr. Linville is Dan Stoffer and Andrew Fouts. If you would like to purchase your own copy of Dr. Linville's book, visit our store at csrm.org. Welcome back to another CSRM podcast. Uh, we're joined today once again by Dr. Greg Linville and Andrew Fouts, and we're continuing to work through a great resource called the Fundamentals of Sports Ministry Outreach. And uh, we spent a couple sessions working through chapter six about these different continuums. And uh, today we are picking back up with continuum number four, which we have talked about in the book as a mega event uh, slash repetitive relational evangelistic disciple making. So that's a mouthful there. Uh, Dr. Linville, kind of give us an overview of this continuum and why it's important to sports outreach uh, ministry and why a local church sports minister should be reading about this and thinking it through. Well, the, thanks, Dan. The, the continuums are just that, that they're from left to right. If you, if you see those graphics that come up on your screen, if you're watching this, and if you're not watching it um, and you're just listening to it, you might want to watch it later because these graphics are helpful. And each of these continuums give us some information about particular things within our sports outreach community. But don't go to the level of saying that one is bad and one is good or one is right or wrong. That may be the case in a certain situation, but it's more trying to find out where you are on this continuum. And so this one is one of those. So the mega events, mega meaning huge, large, it means that we're gathering large groups of people together. And the event obviously is a, a time, a place in time, a, a, people are gathered together. We, we have in, in these mega, we also have mega media. So there's an event where people come to like an athletic stadium or they come to your gym, they come to your sanctuary, they come to a park and you gather this great group and there's a big event. It's, 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 it's a one hour, maybe a one day, it's an event. The mega media which is, a, is, these are both uh, a part of what we call mega models. It's the model of doing something on large scales. The, the mega media has to do with the, the magazine article, the uh, podcast, whatever tweet, you know, whatever media there is that, that you're trying to reach thousands of people with. Sometimes the mega event and the mega media models, they, they are at the same time. They get a person that gets up front and speaks. They, they, they affirm the, the gospel message with words verbally. 
and then there's something distributed to the crowd that is either written or maybe an audiovisual of some kind. So we can use, and this has been probably the go-to way that sports outreach groups, our paraministry brothers and sisters, and even local churches have done their sports outreach through this mega model. There's nothing wrong with it. It's good. We need it. But now I'm going to juxtaposition it on the other end of this continuum with the, what we now call the three R model. The three R's are repetitive, redemptive, and relational. The repetitive means that it happens maybe once a day, but probably once a week, at least once a month. And it's repetitive in that if it's like a league that meets every week for 10 weeks, that at the end of that 10 weeks, there's another league. It's repetitive. And the reason why it needs to be repetitive is because if we go back to what we talked about in earlier segments of this podcast series, that it takes often six to seven years for somebody who's totally unchurched, totally secularized, non-believer in Christ. It often takes years for them to come. And so the repetitiveness means that we get another week, we get another touch, we get another touch week after week, month after month, season after season. People that are far from Jesus in this church, they'll come every week to a basketball league or a softball league or a fitness class or a bicycle club at once a month. They're not going to come to your Bible study every week. That's just not where they're at. But they will come to this, and so it's repetitive. But it's also redemptive. There's a purpose of redemption. Redemptive in that it helps their physical health, their relational health, but more importantly, their spiritual health. And so there's a redemptive factor in it. And then relational is that it enables the common person who sits in a pew on a Lord's Day morning at a local congregation to be able to reach out to their friend. No, they won't come to the Bible study, won't come to the worship service, but they will go ride bikes with them. They will come and play in a league or their kids will come and participate or they'll come at a, for a fitness class. Okay, so that you see that, that that is repetitive for the redemptive purposes and it's enabling relationships to happen. So again, don't think that one is better than the other. That may be better in a certain situation. But now let's see how can we combine those mega models with the three R model. Maybe you start with a mega event at the beginning. You your local church will put on a big. You're going to get your uh, bubba uh, barbecue guys. You know your barbecue bubbas out there. Dan, you don't have barbecue bubbas at your church. Come on, this is a great way, men fire and meat i mean this is just great and they're out there it always works <laughs> they're out there cooking <laughs> and you've got all the big inflatables for the kids to come to and you've got some exercise thing going on or whatever this mega event that you invite everybody to and then you invite them to join the 3r model we've got this league we've got this thing we've got this camp we've got whatever or put the mega event at the end you've done your league you've done 10 weeks and now you have a mega event where you either hand out 
some mega media thing, or you have somebody come in and share their faith, share their testimony. Either way, at the front end, you're bringing people into your league, into your 3R model, and the other way, you're taking them out of your 3Rs and you're giving them this day and time that they hear about Christ and they can respond to it. Now, the mega models depend upon what we call platform proclamations. Platform proclamations. They're up in front, either through a video or a written or a verbal live presentation. And they proclaim, actually we say they affirm what they've already proclaimed and how they've lived. They proclaim the gospel by how they've lived, and now they affirm it verbally. So what questions do you guys have? That's how we can, that's how the continuum plays out and how it can work together. This uh, this plays deep into the three tiers. Um, and that kind of leads into where my, both from a personal level um, of ministry experience in like a community outreach kind of position, as well as just in talking with other churches, this this specific model is one that always seems to be muddled and it always seems to be muddled specifically with those dis the two disconnects you know we always you know we like well we put all this money out there and we did all this great stuff and we had you know 500 people come out of the community and eat hot dogs but then we didn't see anybody new sunday morning so obviously we did something wrong or it goes the other route of nobody came in so Obviously, that means that we need to change up our strategies on everything and we need to just complete, you know, when we, if you have that level, level one theology, and especially a Christocentric, which leads into, you know, what we always talk about with the evangelistic disciple making model of, you know, belong before belief and not the other way around it changes your perspective a little bit on what the purpose is of these mega events. If your mega events, and you can correct me if I'm going too far here, you know, if your mega event is about PR for the church and not just about doing something for the community and making the community feel like they belong, you're probably doing the mega event for the wrong reason. You know, you're, yeah. you want to be able to be able to combine your mega events with your leagues, with your Bible studies, that ministry integration. And this is part of why we talk so much about having your theology layered because your That's book right. here is really a level two. This is the, we're thinking about how to do things. And once and we what you're speaking that, there we, about Andrew on that theological level is what is your belief about what does it mean to be saved or to get somebody to Christ? And so if you have this belief that all you need to do is preach the word verbally, get them to raise a hand, fill out a card, come forward, kneel, whatever, and that's all good. We're not complaining about that. We think this is great. But if, if that's the end of it, then that's where this is one of, we're going to talk now about the deficiencies of the mega models. The strengths of the, of the mega models are that they can get a large crowd. If you have a, 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 an elite athlete or coach that's going to share their testimony, that may entice some people to come. Now, what we're finding, sadly, is that because of the, of the increasing secularization and antagonism for Christianity, particularly in the West, 
that this particular mega model is not working as well as a standalone because people are being told, don't do anything Christian. They're bigoted, they're narrow-minded, they're whatever. And so even if this elite athlete or coach is going to come and speak, it's usually Christian people that show up. So the, the, the strength of it is that it could draw big numbers, but the deficiency of it is that how can you really communicate the gospel in a 500 page, 500 word blog or a 15 minute testimony? Now don't get me wrong, the Holy Spirit uses that and it works, but what we're finding is, is that it's, when people come out of that 3R model after months and years, that then they hear that platform proclamation that they can then respond to it. So the deficiency is that the mega model just can't really communicate the gospel like the 3R model does over years and months. Now, the strength of the 3R model should be, should be obvious. It, it just keeps people plugging away day after day, week after week, month after month. The deficiency of it is that sometimes it doesn't have the smash to really draw people in that your mega model could. And so this is why we need both ends of the continuum. I think it just proves once again, if we have an overall strategy, yes. it certainly helps Great us. Point. Yeah, I think if your ministry um, leverages both of these opportunities, um, then you're going to see a maximum impact and long-term disciple uh, development and making. And I think with, with this too, I, I wonder if COVID is going to force us to reevaluate a mega event and what we know it, you know, as currently or what it once was, um, because drawing big crowds right now is is way more difficult. And who knows how long people are going to be comfortable even going about and, and doing that. So I think balance is key. I think an overall strategy. Um, I think if, if we can leverage, you know, a professional athlete and a testimony where it makes sense, but then we have a clear follow-up next step for people. Uh, for example, I was at a church and every year at the end of our, our big basketball program, we had what was called, um, uh, you know, our crossover Sunday. And so the league was called crossover that, that, that final Sunday, uh, you know, we, we had a professional athlete or somebody uh, with a big platform come in on Sunday morning and gave the entire Sunday morning over to that basketball league. And we had families come. So the idea was building up towards that. And then the idea is through some of it was, was marketing. Hey, we do have these other things beyond basketball that we love to see you come and be a part of. And, you know, the, the top of the funnel is where you're trying to get everybody in. And then, you know, the uh, kind of the, the, the bottom part of the funnel, there's less people involved, but it is, it's, it's the 3R philosophy. It's spending time with these people. It's building them up and getting them plugged in. So just want to encourage you along with that. And Dan, it goes back to the, uh, additionally to the strategic the relevance side again you know i grew up in a you know in the i grew up down the street from the university of illinois if a church brings in somebody from the u of i to talk they're going to get a lot of people if they bring somebody in from the white Sox, even though it's professional versus college they're not going to get as many people because the only people that like the white Sox are on the south side 
you know, it, it's all about knowing your, you know, your con knowing your congregation, knowing your community. Some of these rural towns, especially here in Ohio, you could bring in a professional athlete and you're going to actually not even have some of your own congregation show up. But if the you high bring school, the high school athlete in those communities are sometimes yeah. the biggest draw. Yeah. You bring in your high school football coach and now you have a real celebrity. So it's all about knowing your community and what, what people actually are even interested in before you go and, and try to make this mega event. But I, I will say this, uh, very quickly here i know we're running short on time two things about this what we call platform proclamations we really have to vet those speakers yep. because we don't want to hear about them being in the criminal section of the paper or the you know blogging world uh we just have to vet them and the other thing is I want to I want to really affirm that local person in a congregation who's just just kind of playing their their basketball game or their volleyball game every week and they're just loving their wife or husband they're just loving their kids they're just working hard that testimony of that person is often more helpful to their friends and family and coworkers than some elite athlete because yeah. they're being watched and their faith is authentic. And our culture today, authentic is important. No, it truly is. And Greg, I think that that's a good word. And I think uh, the, the 3R philosophy um, is not going anywhere. Um, I think people are hungry for it. Um, again, we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic, so we're not in the same room and, you know, it's just, it's a strange time, but people are still hungry for community in whatever way that they can find it. Again, things are more challenging. It's different, but I think there's a hunger, um, for the, the all, all, all those R's, every single one of them, pe people want that. And I do think there's, there's a way for us to develop our ministries, um, along those, those lines. Greg, you started to talk about some of the deficiencies of the mega event. I don't know if we touched a, a, a ton on the three R's and some of their deficiencies as well. We only have a couple of minutes left, but if you want to highlight a couple of things we've not already discussed, I think that might be important. Well, obviously, we're not hitting everything in the book, so get the book because there's a lot more there. But the deficiencies of it are that it doesn't have that smash to bring in uh, the large crowd. Uh, it's sometimes we'll just say oh that's just a church league you know i don't want to do that and so if you're not particularly for younger uh, adults but even for those 40 and 50 year old guys out there they're competitive they want a good competitive league and so don't have comp competition gone soft on that where you you can't really get out there and compete and sometimes churches don't do competition well and they don't understand it and they, they, they don't like it. And you got to do competition well. And so that's one of the deficiencies that may not bring that person in. And, and I just think that there's, there's the, the three R sometimes what can happen is that you're saying, we're in this for six years, seven years. And you miss the opportunity hmm. that somebody asked you a question today that was, What's the gospel all about? But he didn't say that, or she didn't say that. What they said was, 
how do you have such a great marriage? How, how, how is it? My kids driving me nuts. What can I do? You know, we miss it. And if they're ready for the gospel and, and we think, oh, no, six or seven years, you know, you're, you're ahead of schedule. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is just something, again, uh, CSRM, we, we love evangelistic disciple making. And uh, this is um, a great, um, I guess, capture of, of all of that. If, if we evaluate where we are and, and how we're trying to do ministry, and we have some sort of balance between both of the things we're talking about here. It allows us to, to move forward with evangelistic uh, disciple making there. So, Andrew, anything from, from your end here as we uh, kind of close out our remaining time together here? It's, uh, I like to use it. It's going to be interesting to see how this continuum plays out post-COVID. You know, we've, a lot of people are looking for more relation, relational relevant repetitive stuff more so than just being able to turn the the tv on because that's all people have been able to do for the past 18 months so it, it'll it'll be interesting to see we uh you may have to adjust this chapter here post covid greg because it's a uh, it's going to be interesting but again this is an area where we think especially churches your sports ministries are going to be the key to absolutely to breaking those disconnects as they are before covid but especially post covid having these opportunities to get people involved in a safe environment that's probably a little bit smaller and so not as much risk but still competitive still fun and especially that's family oriented is going to be be huge as we uh move past move post pandemic here and i always encourage people be be creative yes whether you're doing something large or, again, uh, you're, you're trying to follow those, those three R's, um, leverage technology. Zoom is a great resource, right? You can run a small group right now. Uh, you could run something even larger. There's different tiers to, to Zoom and platforms like that where you could even host something mega, something big, and you could even still have a professional athlete or somebody speak. And you can still continue to do some of the things mentioned here in this book and things you've done in the past just a little bit differently. So and we can we can help you with that also, you know, in addition to, you know, consulting your in the gym, you know, we can consult you on your computer as well. So don't be afraid to contact us. And what a great way one of the sports ministries I was involved with, we had five professional world-class athletes playing in our leagues. Wow. And you know what? You got both right there. You got the <laughs> proclamation platform of these pro athletes these olympic athletes and you've got you know the the three r's and go after the athletes and coaches in your community get them in your leagues get them in there oh well well onward and upward yeah exactly i want to clarify one thing that andrew said he said that that we could help or what he means by that is he can help i don't know if dr limbo and i are the most uh technologically savvy people to help CSRM you. CSRM can help you with your consultation needs <laughs> there you go and we'll point you to the right person on our staff to help you out there there so, you go well guys that is all the time we have here today um, again we're discussing chapter six of the fundamentals of sports ministry outreach get that copy of that book if you haven't yet and dive into this continuum here we really think it's going to help you in your evangelistic disciple making efforts 
to make your ministry the very best it can be. Dr. Linville, Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. Everyone, we'll see you next time. Thank you. If you would like to purchase your own copy of Dr. Linville's book, visit our store at csrm.org. The CSRM Podcast is a production of the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministers and their video production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. Dr. Greg Linville is the executive producer, and Andrew Fouts is associate producer and editor. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of a new podcast network called Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.